Unsportsmanlike conduct, 15 yards. What up, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of the Peanut Butter League, aka the best fantasy football podcast in the whole wide world. Last week seemed to be another doozy with no real upsets. For the most part, the top dogs stay at the top, and the losers dive a little bit deeper into the shadow realm. The shit talk has finally picked back up again. Feelings are starting to get hurt, and we're almost at the breaking point of the season where we all start to think that we hate some of our closest friends. We'll dive into all that and more on this week's episode, but first, we all know I got to give the introduction to the man on the pod today, but I need to play it a little extra safe or we all might get arrested. He hates leather and he loves to shake his head in pure disgust in the background during every punishment. He plays by all the rules and I don't think he has bad bone in his body. He manifests Midwest dad energy to its finest. He is the peanut butter baby boy himself. We got Kyle Brumbaugh on the pod. Kyle, give these people an introduction, how long you've been in the league, who you are, and do you have any Super Bowls or do you fucking stink? <laughs> First off, one of the funny, every time I hear that or think of that, I bust out laughing. I was telling my wife this the other night. Amazing. Um, but anyway, yeah, I've, uh, I'm one of the OGs, been in the league since the beginning, won the first league with... Duh Bears, because uh, that was the really creative name I could come up with in eighth grade, which, you know, again, was safe in following the rules. Um, but yeah, been uh, been in the league for uh, the entirety of it. I have two championships, actually, and I am pretty much the definition of I'm either really good or really bad. Um, never really that great in the regular season, but man, if I make the playoffs, I'm dangerous. Uh, that's that's where where I play. I'm the Eli Manning of the league, I like to say. The Eli, yeah, I feel like uh, I'm the Tom Brady, like the greatest of all time. And I feel oh, like okay. I thought that I thought you've upset me a few times, but I guess not. Um, Just in when, your head, uh, man. I know you are one of the people who can kind of get in my head. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you just absolutely crush me, um, but you don't. You had mentioned you had two Super Bowls in the league. You're an OG member. Uh, when was the first Super Bowl that you won? Yeah, the first one was uh, 2008, the very first league we uh, we did it, first league I joined. Um, so, so you were number was, one. Yeah, I was uh, the first one to win, which was um, you know the inaugural champion. It makes, makes sense, right? Um, and then similar to the Bears in real life, how the Bears used to win for forever, and then we were really good in 85, many years after, and then we've just sucked again. Uh, but I think my time is coming. For, for my third championship here soon. So so you are a man of um, many firsts then. Um, we can dive into, there's been some arguments in the league of um, if those old Super Bowls kind of have as much clout or weigh as much as um, more of the new Super Bowls, but not only were you the first Super Bowl winner, um, you're also the first person to get last place in the punishment era. Yeah, that's true too. And, that's... and you and I had quite the run and battle in um, the, 
the first punishment and in, in the debate of the first punishment. So oh, why don't yeah. you talk a little bit about how um, just that first year of punishment, kind of how everything played out and uh, what transpired from there. Yeah. So that was, uh, I think the biggest thing, first off the, we talked about this this last week, but the, the sheer insanity that had to ensue for you to win the league and for me to come in last was, we talked about this before, probably the worst matchup. And I know you've said like, you felt bad having to do that to me, but you had to do it. I mean, like you, you stuck to you. That's, that's what it was. But then at the same time, this was just classic rock and hard place. I mean, you weren't going to bend. I wasn't going to bend. Um, I thinking back, I mean, it's such a wuss for not doing it. I mean, but uh, we could have thought of something. about what the punishment was. Yeah. So the punishment was, I was going to have to run a 10 K which first of all, that's like crazy. 10 K is a long way. Um, but in the costume of the winner's choice, which was shoes choice. And I was supposed to run in a leather sex slave, uh, <laughs> costume complete with the gagger. Um, and as I'm playing this through my head on how I'm going to kind of pull this punishment off, it'd be fine. Like if I was just like, I don't know, in my house or something, if I'm out in public, if I show up to like a registered 10K in this suit when like everybody else is wearing shorts and, and t-shirts, I mean, I'm, I immediately think I'm going to get kicked out, arrested, something. I'm like, you know, I'm a wuss. Makes sense, right? But I was talking with Preston a couple weekends ago. We were, I was in Chicago visiting him with uh, him and Mia, with me and my wife. And uh, had a great idea. We should have just like, gone to like a gay pride rally or something and i would have just like fit in i could have worn a mask it would have been fine we could have had some <laughs> some interesting workarounds um but i was not something uh, right and i wasn't in the mood to to really negotiate i don't think you were either and then yeah it just it drug on for way too long man <laughs> and i think i think the beauty of it though is we are uh we're both two people who really will stand by <laughs> what, uh, yeah. what we think mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but in my mind, I said, man, this man is supposed to do the punishment. That's the punishment. And the funniest part about the punishment, let it be known that I didn't single you out for the sex slave costume with the gagger, because it's something that I'd put in the group chat yeah, all year. So we knew the sex slave thing was coming and it just so happened that it was <laughs> the worst possible two people that could have ever been on the sides of the, the spectrum that we were on. Yeah. Um, and how did that feel? I mean, Monday night, we've talked about it in the group chat. We've talked about it on the pod. Sam really had that game set in stone. Sam probably would have let you run in shorts and a t-shirt. Um, so how did that feel when that that uh, kind of switch up, the upset happened, and you're like, oh, and it reality hit that I was the one who was going to be able to choose the punishment? It was just the most, I think, demoralizing Monday night I've ever had. Because I, I went into it so confident. Like, how can Derek Carr and Michael Crabtree get outscored by Zacherts and it, it just it, Crabtree lays an egg and Carr doesn't even put up nine points or something and I I remember just like head and hands I called you called Sam Sam called me afterwards and I, and I think you called me after that too just to gloat and I'm like oh shit it's here it is and yeah that was uh that was a very low point in my life I'd say <laughs> And and so that was a heated battle that went on for what was it two years? 
Yeah, at least I wasn't ass. budging. You weren't budging. And it was like no. punishment hadn't happened. We didn't have I feel like I really like the punishment now. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, cat just popped up. But fast forward two years, we finally came to an agreement of what the punishment was going to be. And at that point, I think we were both just happy. Let's get it over with. It wasn't too bad. It was pretty funny. Let's tell the people. um, I mean, you're the reason that the peanut butter league is the peanut butter league. Uh, So why don't we dive in a little bit of how that kind of popped up and and what we settled for the punishment. Yeah, of course. First, I mean, great idea. Amazing. Like that's the kind of thing that I, I more had in mind for like a punishment. Like there were, there were a ton of things that like we could have come up with that honestly was hilarious um, to first off come up with that. And then, yeah, I was like, okay, I'll do this. Totally good. But yeah, that was a, it was a rough day, man. It was uh it was hot. I had just played 18 holes of golf. I'd get home and there's 12 people at my house. Just like I had, you know, uh, Charlie Drew and Peyton all renting from me and they had friends over. So there's just 12 people at my house and I've got to do this. Middle of COVID, I had to go to Kroger and buy Jif Naturals, like the expensive shit, right? And then I just had to rub this on my sweaty body. And I don't have a hose outside my house either. So I had to, A, I, we get everybody on Zoom. I've got this, oh God, the disgusting rubbed all over me like smells terrible and then i couldn't even like rinse myself off i had to like take an old credit card and squeegee myself into a trash can and then i came inside and showered it off and i think that shower probably still smells like peanut butter to this day and you had uh you had so you had to remake the peanut butter baby video yes from Vine. It was the classic peanut butter baby video. And I remember we were all in Groomier. I forget if we just had a group message on iPhone. And this was in the middle of like me trying to figure out what mm-hmm. you could do. I still wanted it to have the kind of like, we're going to make fun of you aspect. And oh, yeah. all of a sudden it just clicked in my head. And I was like, I want you to do the peanut butter. And I think my, the peanut butter baby video. And I think my favorite part of the entire thing, because Sam was had the, we were all on Zoom, but then Sam recorded it. And for all of you who haven't seen the peanut butter baby video, you have to go watch this. But when you have to turn your head and Sam goes, does it feel good? You just have to go, duh. <laughs> that literally kills me every single time when I see oh, the video. I actually looked at yeah. the, old, the old pictures and videos earlier today before the pod. Um, but that's kind of how the peanut butter league transpired. Um, mm-hmm. But that's also how we kind of came up with the new punishment. We've had issues with punishment in the past. Um, what do you think of the new punishment, the beer mile? And from somebody who's turned down uh, a punishment in the past, I mean, if you have to run in the Cape and Speedo, are you running in the Cape and Speedo and chugging beers and throwing up everywhere and getting on the beer calendar? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is, I think, I mean, and if you ask me now, um, if I would run in the, the sex slave costume, like, we, like I said, we would figure out a, a creative solution to this, right? Um, I think that was, you know, me being soft, uh, but I'm I'm ready to do it now. I had the ability, because you guys actually voted on this when I was on vacation, and it needed to be like a unanimous decision to do it. I could have vetoed the beer mile. As somebody who can't burp, it, which is also oh, soft, yeah, it's miserable. It. I would I would have said, okay, nah, I'm going to, it's historically, this is going to be really bad. If I uh, if I veto this one, so yes, I'm all in if it happens, which it never will. Um, but uh, 
but yeah, I, I would, I would sack up and I would do it for sure. Also, bro, this is, I had to have Brody explain, explain this to me on his episode. Can you please fucking explain the not burping thing? Oh yeah. I, is it the same as Brody? Can you not get it out? Do you have to gag yourself to burp? How does this work? Oh yeah. Work? It's, I, I don't know. I think I had like a phobia of throwing up as a kid and it's like, anytime I feel anything coming up, I've just like suppressed the reflex. I mean, the last time I've officially burped was actually at Sam's wedding reception in Indy. And we played Thunderstruck, and I'm chugging a Coors Light, and I'm just miserable. Sweat is pouring off my face. I'm, like, trying to hold it in. I'm like, oh, this is – it's terrible. I, I finally – I'm talking with my friends. like, guys, I'm going to try to burp. Just – I'm sorry. It's going to be painful. I go hands on knees and bend over. Biggest burp I've ever let out in my life. I was like, oh – that was so amazing. That was so freeing. I was like, wait, hold on. I think I feel another one. Then just threw up all over the place. Oh. Like right in front of everybody. It was it was bad. Do but, you realize how much that makes me want you to run the beer mile now? You're like top three. <laughs> you literally, the description that you just gave <laughs> makes me want you to run the beer mile so bad. It's so painful. <laughs> if you hate throwing up, you're throwing up. Like, Oh, yeah. Vince, I still can't believe that Vince didn't throw up. He, I, I Vince can't believe it either. is the champion of the beer mile. Other yeah, than that. for um, sure. But damn, dude, yeah, I really want to see JT just out of pride. I w- want to see Big Sexy because I would yeah. die laughing, and I want to see you because it would be so bad for you. It, yeah, it would be so bad for me. But yeah, I, I would do it if uh, 30 years down the road it comes in. I guess I'll have more practice. It will be literally infinity years down the road for me. I don't, I actually don't think I'll ever have to do it, but I would like to see my time. Maybe I'll do it for like fun one year, one year, but I'll never do it because uh, I'll get last. Uh, yeah. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I, there's almost this point where because we can trade draft picks anymore, you can almost just be like stuck in mediocrity forever and never win and never get last yeah. because you're always going to have an average draft. Yeah, but see, that's the big question. Uh, And I did want to dive into that. I'm glad you brought it up is the strategy of our league has rapidly been changed. Like at first it was like, because I remember I was the first one with JT. And I think I've said this in the past to trade a first round pick and Mm -hmm. everyone lost their mind. It was for Devontae Adams. I took the route. My team was like crazy. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I just need to stack this. I'm going to win the Super Bowl. I'll give a first round pickup. Um, and like everyone lost their mind and I feel like it was kind of like harder to get picks where now it's like people are throwing picks around like crazy. Yeah. Um, it's nuts. So I'm curious to see, do you think like, cause Sam, Sam is one person who doesn't really trade draft picks. He doesn't like to give picks up. I remember it was like pulling teeth to get a fifth round from, for Lamar last year or something like that. But he still has a really good team. So do you think like, uh, if you're not trading picks, you you may be able to win. Do you think like the Brodies and the people who are kind of going crazy? Because all it takes is one bad week. Brody scored less than 100 points last week, I think. Granted, yeah. he just will dive into the trades and stuff. But I mean, mm-hmm. do you think you have a chance of or do you think if you don't do that, you will just be mediocre and never, never have a chance with the way things are going? I Really hard to tell. There's just so many variables in, in fantasy, which is what makes it so awesome, right? It, uh, you can... You can be a good team in, in real life and you're always going to be fine. But like fantasy is just, it's so hit or miss. And I think, um, you know, you can increase your odds by 
by doing the draft picks and, and that sort of stuff and selling out. But yeah, at the end of the day, it comes down to one bad week and it's just whether you're willing to, to risk it all or not. And uh, as you've said, I, that ain't me. I'm the rule follower. So um, I'll, <laughs> I'll be stuck in my slightly above average uh, and then, you know, compete uh, and, and get lucky and perform in the playoffs like I normally do. But I mean, to that point, because what is, did you trade a draft pick last year? Did you receive any or did you trade any? I received one. I had two fifth rounders this year. So you had two extra fifths. And I mean, dude, you're kind of shitting on yourself right now and saying, oh, I'm really good or I'm not. But you're in sixth right now in standings, which we all know that is kind of uh, bullshit. I mean, Dakota's yeah in third and he's the biggest fraud in the league. Uh, but you are second in overall points. So you've got yeah. a squad. I feel really, I feel really, really good about my team this year. Sell out. Yeah. Uh, and I, I did already trade one pick away next year for DeAndre Hopkins this year. So now I just have an embarrassment of riches at wide receiver. Um, yeah. So I was actually trying to do that for maybe some keeper value, but maybe I can try to leverage that into a, a strong running back uh, to get me through the uh, playoffs. Is what I'm kind of thinking. But yeah, my so team's get, really strong. So if you get to trade deadline, that comes around. Uh, you're stacked at receiver. If no one wants to trade you, would you say you're still second in points? You're behind Brody. Would you consider giving up a pick? Or are you more set in the stone of saying, hey, you know what? I don't want to go that route. I want to prove that you can win a Super Bowl without doing that. Don't want to take the risk um, and kind of see where it goes. Yeah, I'm probably in the in the realm of not taking any risks. Um, I need to, you know, get comfortable being back up at the top of the league again. I think it's been a while since I've been up here. I missed the playoffs last year. Um, I think I want to just make sure I don't handicap my future going, go, going all in for it. I want to act like I've been here before uh, and make sure that, uh, yeah, I don't want to handicap next season because I, I see strong years for the Jiffies. Well, dude, well, dude the crazy thing too is like if Brody – if he wins the Super Bowl, it's all worth it. He'll be able to talk that shit. He's grown mm-hmm. into somebody in the league who likes to talk that shit. Usually yeah. it's me, and I'm the loud mouth. Like, he's coming up, and, like, he's getting on my level, I feel like. I feel like yeah. people, like, when somebody leaked the text that said, I'll give you anything as long as Brody doesn't win. Like, yeah. those are those words are usually said about me. So it was nice yeah. to see, like, that about somebody else. But if mm-hmm. this man loses... He is so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like for next year, mm-hmm. he's given up, I think, his first three rounds. I think he has too. He'll probably have, I think Swift's a good keeper. He traded for that. So he could have like a good keeper. But I really like, in the sake that I just want him to stay with the suck asses because I don't think he's a great manager. Um, but for the sake of like, because I'll trade a pick, but like, I don't want to trade all my early early picks to take that risk. So I'm really hoping this man loses, but he did make a good point of, I think he's projected this week, like 147 points without Cooper Cup, <laughs> like absolutely insane. Um, but I, yeah, you've talked, I mean, uh, you know, projections don't always mean, you know, scoring as well. I mean, yeah, he's, he's got an embarrassment of riches. Guy's got a wagon uh, as we've, as we've talked about, but it's, you know, okay. You're putting up a hundred and, and 40 points in, in a bye week against Chip, who's uh, just not not confident in his squad. Um, but And the thing is, is Brody's biggest thing is he's always like, he's always like, oh, my bench has so many points. My bench has so many points. Like, 
dude, he's traded picks like for players when he doesn't need more players. So his like bench is mm-hmm. stacked. And I think when like playoffs come around, like I think he's going to panic. He's going to get in his head. He'll choose it. And I do think he'll have a week where his bench explodes or something mm-hmm. makes the wrong picks. Like he doesn't have a set of guys that you just kind of ride with. And that'll yeah. be like the best thing of all time. <laughs> He texted me because I was, I was totally in his head this week about like our matchup because I told him I was going to spank him. And then he's like, yeah. yeah, you probably will. He texted me. He said, I'm the worst <laughs> manager. I swear. <laughs> and that's that's exactly what's going to happen. He's going to have so many players. His bench is going to go off for more points than his starters. <laughs> dude, well, well, what did he, He's the self-proclaimed woke, dude. He called himself the, the woke. woke. <laughs> he said, I'm the woke manager. And I was like, dude, I will never ever be the woke but i love the new term i thought it was hysterical yeah it's great um but last week before we dive in uh too much of recaps things that's gone on a little bit of shit talk last week sammy boy is the one who's been fighting for himself in the fight rankings uh and we totally skipped it for him Um, oh that's right you did didn't even think the man didn't even get to plead his case. So if he's on again, we'll have to hear it from him. But we went one week without the fight rankings. Um, and as you, uh, you actually, I told you, you went you went from actually underground in a coffin yeah. in the fight rankings to 11th for me. I think, I think the slugfest between you and JT, I think you'd whip JT's ass to death. Um, yeah. After you bodied me in basketball at the draft party. So yeah, that was basically uh, concussed me. <laughs> yeah, I was a little scared for you, honestly. You were looking through me, and I don't know if it was because of the copious <laughs> uh, shots that we had at the bar before, or from the ass kicking that you took. But uh, so, I mean, I'm playing. So, I forget if we've even talked about this. I'm playing help side D. I'm fucking smacking <laughs> the ground like Shaq, <laughs> and out of nowhere. I probably can't even stand. I'm wobbling playing help side D and this man comes out of nowhere and just levels me. And I'm probably, yeah. I mean, I'm probably who along with Sam, the biggest dude in the league, yeah. you're probably one of the smallest. And I just mm-hmm. went absolutely airborne and just got nuked. But anyways, so fight ranking, you're consistently yeah. at the bottom. Do you agree? Do you want to plead your case? And let's hear your fight rankings, uh, 12 to 1. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, I deserve to be closer to the bottom, right? Like, as you said, I don't have a mean bone in my body. Um, I don't know how I would react if I was hit, though. As soon as I get punched, like, I've, I think I've been mad maybe, like, twice in my life. I can't really... I, that When an anger overcomes me, I would be a little scared of what would happen as soon as I get hit in the mouth. Um like if this I is like a, you have a punching fight, dad. I you a little bit dad energy, bro. Yeah, um, but I mean, also I need to be realistic on where I'm going to put myself. And yes, I guarantee I'd whoop JT's ass. I mean, we kind of talked about it at the at the draft party. I already I weigh more than JT does. He's skinnier than I am. Um, I mean, I'm five ten, so it's not like I'm. Which, yeah. by the way, our league is just tall. Like if like, we look yeah, at the average guys in our league, we've got big guys in our league. Um, but yeah, I've got JT at 12th. I've got myself at 11th. Um, but I think I would give I Drew. Whip Drew's ass. I put you're Drew. In I think you're kind of 
coming above Drew for me. I promise you. I, I would be close. Um, Drew also can get angry, though. I've seen him mad a few times. Um, but I did break his, his little wrist um, while we were playing soccer growing up. Uh, I kicked a volleyball at him and broke his wrist. Um, so it, he's, he's soft. But he's been putting Wait. on weight recently. He's been lifting. So. Wait, you kicked a volleyball, you said? Yeah, I kicked a volleyball and broke Drew's wrist. The volleyball hit his wrist and broke his yeah, wrist. Yeah, he, he was playing goalie, and we used to play soccer with a volleyball because we could kick it harder. <laughs> this dude's yeah. actually made of glass. Yeah, oh, yes, yes. Drew just went to 12. He literally <laughs> just went to 12. Volleyball broke this man's wrist, I promise you. He should be 12 on every single person's fight ranking. And he got a hole punch through his chest, the Ohio State game. This man oh, is yeah. literally – this man is 12 and a half, dude. He has dropped – just drastically in the rankings for me. I forget where I even originally had him, but he is 12, <laughs> set in stone, made of glass. This man's a Band-Aid. Um, so, yeah, I'd put you ahead of Drew at 10. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, it'd be close. I think that would be a, a better fight than um, I think anybody's given me credit for so far. But after that, I mean, I think it just gets to – to size and grit. I've got Vince actually at nine. I think I'm still from the video of Brody picking him up and pile driving him into the ground. I think that's just like constantly stuck in my head. Um, so I, I bet I could give Vince a run for his money too, but he's just so much bigger than me that I wouldn't be able to do much. Um, Let's go talk that I, shit. <laughs> I got Preston after, after Vince, so I got Preston at eight. Um, I think again, Mostly because of a size thing. I mean, like everybody else is just bigger than Preston, um, except for Brody. Preston? Which, good. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I will say this: we all talk about P Mills' defense of me whipping his ass for mm-hmm. all these years. This man came out. I mean, at this point, I'm almost 30 years old. I got, I got to quit wrestling. But <laughs> this man came out, and I couldn't split him for the first time <laughs> in my life. I literally got- couldn't spite him. His defense, he's been splatled one too many times. <laughs> literally. We're in the kitchen drinking beers until like 5 a.m. And next thing you know, it just turns into a wrestling match. And I couldn't get Preston. So I'll give Preston props. Uh, defense is there. Still no offense, though. I mean, you can still be, what, a, a turtle or an armadillo? It doesn't mean you're going to be winning a whole lot of fights. But, yeah, that's uh, very true. So I've, I've, I've got him at eighth because i think brody is next i mean i was so torn on brody because he i think he's probably the skinniest person in the league i think this man is you know that speaking of people who are made of glass brody might be made of glass i can't really tell this guy's got about one percent body fat it feels like um but he's he's got sicko mode that he could i think that he just doesn't care what happens to his body if he's in a fight so i yeah. think that gives him the edge. I put him at seventh. I got Chip at sixth. I did see the two of them fight um, out uh, out in the yard at, at the Kimes house during the draft party. Um, I think they were both pretty messed up at the time. Um, but I think Chip's size, I think if, it, if it's wrestling, it's, it's going to be Chip. Um, so you firsthand, but, I think uh, we've heard about the wrestling match. It's a controversial wrestling match. Uh, you being there firsthand front row i didn't get to see it i've only heard the stories um i mean who do you think won how do you take uh the no tap reverse choke uh very controversial stuff so you being front row to the show 
what do you kind of think of the whole situation? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. It was a little fuzzy to me, too. This was after <laughs> the dive bar in Carmel. So I, I, I just remember, I think, I don't remember what happened first, but I feel like Brody just came out of nowhere and just tried to tackle Chip by the neck. And like it was like full sprint and jumped up and like tried to RKO the man. I don't know. Um, that's my memory of this. Um, but I remember them. Uh, one of them complained Not about grass, grass stains, but I don't remember much, honestly. So update. Fight is still a mystery. We don't, we don't have an outside perspective yet. No, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I wish I remembered it more. But uh, yeah, it's still a little fuzzy to me. So we got Chippy at six. He's Chippy kind of middle six. of the pack. Yeah, and then just sheer size Dakota. I mean, the man's the man's large enough to, you know, hit one punch on any of these people or, you know, sit on them, and then Dakota's going to win. Um, I've got Sam at fourth. I think that everybody that has him any lower than five is out of your mind uh, <laughs> because I've seen Sam mad plenty of times. And he, his face starts shaking, and he he just he gets really <laughs> angry, and like that is a, a rage that I don't think uh, anybody can anybody can hold back below uh, Sam that I've put in this list before. And then afterwards, it this is the only thing that had like a maybe a little bit of um, I, I couldn't quite tell, but between Ross and Mason, um, I think if it's if it's a fist fight, I think Mason's got him. If it's wrestling, Ross is just so you know bulky that I think he could throw Mason around. Uh, but I mean, I think you've got both, right? That's why you're one in everybody's league. You got length, you've got weight, you've got speed. Um, I bet. I got grit. I got grit. I got it all. I got the winning percentage. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that's where I've got the fight rankings. So my one question is, I think uh, I've said this before, but I think if it was you and JT, I think that's the pay-per-view of the year. Let's say five rounds, just boxing glove, five two-minute rounds. Is it going the distance? What round are you KOing him? What round are you just whipping JT's ass? Is it a first, second? Is it later in the fight? It's it's out in the first. I'm going to come out (laughs) hot. I mean, he's going to – he is going to – outlast me in anything stamina wise so i'm gonna come out swinging and i it's complete offense at him because he'll he'll armadillo and he'll you know start to hide and just hope that i don't land anything big on him you heard it so here I, gotta first, go JT. I agree with kyle like i said kyle went from the underworld now he's at 10 for me but you hear you heard it here first jt he'll whip that ass and drew has dropped down to the undisputed last place of the fight rankings. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so we had, like I said in the intro, it was somewhat of a pretty uneventful week um, of matchups. Yeah. I feel like there was no real upsets. I feel like, I mean, correct me if you think otherwise. I feel like there wasn't any. Oh, no. You beat Brody. But that's I not enough. I mean, you're. Yeah, you no. smoke, Brody, but uh, we'll dive into that. But, I mean, you're second in the league in points, so that's not like a huge upset, just standings-wise. Um, yeah. Mason was I, I, talking I, a lot. Um, the big, really the biggest upset, I think, is honestly Dakota over Drew. I mean, that was kind of the shock of the week. 
Yeah, so let's let's just run through these scores real quick. I'm yeah. going to start off yeah. with the best one in the league. We got the shish kebabs over a man in a cape. Bro, our, uh, Mason was talking all that shit, uh, talking about being reaped, literally beat him by over 30 points, wasn't even close. Um, yeah. I think I'm the foresight moment. I think I told him Herbert wasn't going to do shit. I wasn't even worried, and he was trying to talk. Mason's come out of nowhere trying to talk a lot to me. Uh, mm-hmm. So that one felt good. 129 to 97. Then we got the commish chip. What a horrible game. Chip got a W a with 91 points over suck ass JT with 76. Yeah. You should both feel absolutely pathetic. Um, chip, you got, I mean, chip, he was, he's been talking too. So that's why this one, I'm just like, mm-hmm. this one sucks because he got the W, but I mean, this team's awful. Uh, then we got you huge win for you. Uh, knocking Brody out of first Brody was in first last week. You put up a lunatic week at 157 over Brody's 99, which is an mm-hmm. extremely low score in general, not a score that you expect, uh, from a wow. team like his. Uh, mm-hmm. so awesome win for you. Uh, then we got Sammy boy with 127 over Ross at 120. We have P mills, big win for him at mm-hmm. 130. Uh, over Vince, which Vince te- Vince's team is just absolutely terrible too. He yeah. threw up 84. Uh, and then we have Dakota, literally the biggest fraud in the league. But he did make a trade we'll talk about. Um, mm-hmm. At 119 over Drew with 115. So yeah. with that being said, you know, we like to talk about it. Let's get your biggest – we'll start with biggest winners of the week. Yeah, biggest winners. Um, I think – Biggest winner of the league of the week was probably Preston. He needed a win bad, and he needed his team to um, at least live up to expectations. I feel like he's got a relatively strong squad. Um, I got to hear him complain a lot in week two. You got to hear him complain a lot. I think in week five, um, and <laughs> he's yeah, his team had, was miserable for a bit. So I think uh, showing some signs of life. I think uh, I think he's going to be probably. We could maybe get three players in D2 make the playoffs this year, which would be nice. So um, D2 represent, I think Preston was a big winner. I think uh, the other two winners, honestly, and it's not because he won, because honestly, I was cheering for Ross hard. But I think Sam's a big winner this week because of the -the off-the-field drama happening with Cam Akers. How Sam has backed into a three-headed monster at running back um, is kind of of the big thing. I mean, he's got, was it Daryl Henderson... Um, Brees Hall and Lenny Fournette, um, who, if you told me that yeah, Leonard Fournette and Brees Hall nuts. would be two of the best running backs, I would have told you you're nuts if you had asked me that at the beginning of the season. But uh, Sam was a big winner there for that. most people would say that. So, yeah. no, that's Sam foresight moment. Sam with the <laughs> foresight moment of the we are of the year at this point, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. So, love to see that. But, yeah, then, I, I, I agree. Yeah, last last big winner, uh, myself. I put up, with, you know, what was that, 30 more points than anybody else in the league. Uh, well, 20, 27 more points than anybody in the league. Um, and I, as everybody talked about, I didn't draft or I didn't pick up Geno Smith off of waivers, who, for the record, put up 12 points. And I picked up Justin Fields and he scored 20. So, And you did you call that. Yep. You did call that. I said Geno's going to have an off week. and. 
I, I said, I, I don't think Gino will perform very well against Arizona, I think was the quote. And lo and behold, he did not. And yeah, I'm happy. So. And that was a good move. And you did call that in the group chat. Uh, so I'll take that, suck it. Um, I'll take that, suck it. <laughs> because I wanted you to pick up Gino bad because I didn't want Preston to get him. So that that was very nice that everybody wanted me to, to pick up Gino. And then everybody called me out afterwards. And I'm glad it worked out for me. Which this man Preston still, uh, I'm glad I didn't drop anybody out of just like trying to fuck Preston over because he still got the W and it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that worked out. I agree with you for the most part. I think the point that you have on Sam uh, with the Cam Maker situation, I think that's a great point. So I would put Sam in that category. I have you as my biggest winner. Um, one, you're proving that you can throw up massive amount of points. Um, you always want to see that. Uh, mm-hmm. you've had, have you even, are you kind of in the middle? You've thrown out some really low points too, though. So is your team kind of boom or bust or have you thrown up some like middle ground? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always projected to score over 130 points. Um, but I had two weeks in a row where I was just rough, man. I mean, I think it was week three and week four. Um, I'm trying to go back here to see. Yeah. Cause I've put up 150 points two weeks in a row. Uh, but then week four, I put up 87. Week three, I put up 91. But like both those weeks, I was projected for 130 plus. So yeah. it's just I had a couple bad weeks in the middle, but we're we're hot again. So I have so a quarterback situation. So, yeah, so your team so far is showing that if you get – hopefully you don't get caught on the wrong week in the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. But you're also showing that you're throwing up enough points where you can literally get the number one score in the playoff and you don't have to worry about anything. Yep. Um, so I have you as a big winner. You took down Brody. Brody's been talking a lot of shit. I think that's always mm-hmm. good. And I'm so sad about these like other winners. And I think you were very right about Sam and the situational thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have Dakota and Chip. I mean, I've said it. I hate on Dakota so hard. This motherfucker is such a fraud, dude. His team doesn't suck as bad as it did now that he made the trade, but I still like think he sucks. Um, this dude is just somehow staying at the top. Like mm-hmm. he's in third place. He's four and two, and he just wins on such low scores all the time. I, uh, I think he had one week. He might have had one week where he blew up. Uh, but I stand by what I say. I think he's the biggest fraud in the league. I don't necessarily think he's anything that you need to worry about. And then Chip, um, he's another one who's come out hot. He's talking shit, but he got the W with 91 points. If I got the W with 91 points, the shit that I would be talking would be unbearable. Playing against JT, though, who is just in another realm of bad this year. Another realm of bad. Um, but still, the man got the win. Shows his win on the things, helps sure. him stay alive a little bit. Um, he yeah, would have overall, lost think... to every other team except for Vince this week, throwing up <laughs> ninety-one points. <laughs> that, well, that's how Dakota's made his literally his year this year. Yeah, Dakota's um, like negative sixty in total points and is four and two. Not even close, and he's above you on leaderboard. Your second I points. Um, nuts to me. But that's the way it goes. Um, it biggest losers of the week. Yeah. You want to go first? You want me to go? You go. Okay. Biggest losers. Ah, Dude, Chip, what are you doing, man? I, I love you, but I mean, changing your name to commish, like just to like, this is the, this is the chess checkers game of the little brothers. 
And I know you had to change your name because of Green Eggs and Cam, and now Cam's going to be gone. But, I mean, it, it's, it's stretching to, to say that you have something to prove there and, and making your name commish. Uh, it's a little, little compens- comp- you compensatory. Know he, you know he's self-conscious about that. He is yeah. de- like self-conscious about the whole commish, co-commish. Yeah, and I'm, I, for the record, co-commish, it's great. Checks and balances, we need it. It's awesome. But Preston's not the one changing his name to commish. Or it's <laughs> it a little bit. And then, yeah, just, man, barely beating JT and not even throwing up 100 points. That's that's a rough week. Um, but to, to Shu's point, got the dub. So you're 3-3 three and three and so am I. So I guess I can't really... Uh, <laughs> Can't really speak much there, um, but that's that's why at first, and then Brody, um, that was just a rough week for him. I mean, again, projected for 130, 140 points, and then not even breaking 100. It's a it's a rough week. Everybody needs that, especially with you know the shit talking that he's been doing. Um, so big loser there. And then last, I poor Drew. I was watching that game uh, just helplessly Sunday night. I was cheering for Drew because I wanted Dakota to be exposed for the fraud that he is and watching the Sunday night football and just seeing just nothing happen for Jalen Hurser for CD lamb. It was just, it sucked. So yeah. I, that uh, man t- took the L took the L. Yep. So I agree with most of the things you said. Obviously we disagreed on uh, chippy. I totally understand what you're saying. Um, but I do think the man got the dub. He's staying alive. I think he'll be washed out pretty quick too. So I also can see where you're coming from. Uh, but my biggest losers, number one, and I love to say it, JT, you're <laughs> a loser. You're going to be a loser for the entirety of this year. You'll probably be on my three biggest losers of each week. And this one isn't even because you just suck at fantasy football. This one is because this man not only sucks so bad this year, he thought he was going to get lucky and get a dub against me because I have, and we'll dive into the bye weeks and the key matchups, but I had, what, three or four players on bye, mm-hmm. and I used what this man created against him. I did the dumbass one-week trade back scratch bullshit that I hate, but Sam just did it before. So I was like, you know what? Why wouldn't I do this? There was a perfect mm-hmm. opportunity. Use it against him. And the amount of crying that this dude did and explanations that he did in the group chat when he is the sole reason people do this um, was just pathetic to me. Um, Absolutely no clout. I think your points were horrible, JT. I hope you're playing this on the loudest volume that you possibly can. Um, But I hope you enjoy this week. Two, I got Brody. Um, He has nothing to worry about. He has a really good team. Um, But when you have that good of a team – it always sucks to get bounced from first. Um, now I think he's in, what is he, fourth maybe? Fourth, I think, yeah. Yeah, fourth or fifth. Uh, but, I mean, you're in the money spot. It's still very early, but it's always nice to be in the money spot. You get bounced from the mm-hmm. money spot, especially throwing up that low of a score uh, when you have that good of a team. Never what you want to see. And then Drew, uh, not only because of the things that you said, uh, agree fully there, but then this man just absolutely – panic sells his whole team he's four and two right now and one of the best divisions in the league and he just totally loses it panic sells his team who did he trade he traded uh dalvin cook and debo samuel but he got a first and second round pick next year dude but the thing is is he already traded those picks away so he's even 
<laughs> like he literally trades. Oh, so he's not getting. Right. Yeah, so he's not even getting anything additional, bro. He just like <laughs> panic sold his team. Is staying even when he was one of the teams to actually have a chance at like winning the yeah. Super Bowl. Because I also believe like. If you're in the playoffs, if you're like one of those top teams, like you have a chance. Like Brody could mm-hmm. have a bad week. Like you're never out of it. So the fact that this man just totally panic sold was at four and two was like insane mm-hmm. to me. I agree. So I have him I at. Uh, I have him at. Yeah, third biggest loser. Yeah, but being on the topic, I know I went on my rant about JT. One of the big things of the week which just blew the group chat up. I never thought Trevor Lawrence in an injured Patrick Fryermuth would ever cause this much commotion. Um, let's hop on the topics of one week back scratch trades or multiple, maybe two or three week, just like the bye week trades that have kind of been something that's gained popularity in our league. How do you feel about it? What do you think? Um, and we can kind of go from there. Yeah, so first off, I it's fair game right now, right? There's no rule against it. It might feel a little gross doing it, but I mean, if you're going to benefit if it's going to benefit you, I don't see how there's really any problem in doing it. Um just because there's there's no rule against it. I mean, you want to win, you're you're going to go win. Um it feels like it's breaking the rules, so you know, it's uh I'm it's a little morally gray. Um as, as far as that goes, but it is what it is. I'm like, kind of like I said, it's you're, it's a gentleman's agreement. Ross could absolutely say, just go take a hike and not give you your players back a few weeks from now. But um, I'm, I'm fine letting kind of the market figure it out. I don't know why I, I get it. Like it's it's basically like putting your players on a waiver wire with a guarantee that you're gonna get them back. Um and if it's beneficial to both sides, it's beneficial to both sides. Um if it's simply to not allow JT to win, like from Ross's standpoint, that again feels a little gross. Um, but I think all in all, it's it's fair game right now. So here uh here's the funniest point that I thought about the uproar. Um, because one, I think let's make this very clear. I think it's the softest shit of all time to do a one week trade, a two week trade, cover each other's bye Mm -hmm. weeks. I think it is so soft, but at the same time, Sam did a week earlier. So what am I, I wasn't going to sit there and just say, you know what? I'm either going to lose a player, drop a player. I said, no, I'm going to have to do this. But if you look at every single person's roster, the only other person I could have potentially traded with, and I don't even think he had two quarterbacks was Mason and he has two tight ends because he might have three tight ends or he has two starting. It's something Ross is literally the only person in the entire league who could have gave me a quarterback and a tight end, literally what I needed mm-hmm. and fill the gap. Like, and all of a sudden Preston came out and said, Oh, Ross needs JT to lose for the beer mile. And then JT just went lunatic. And that was like the preface of the whole like argument that we're like, do it like, sorry, JT, you just so happened. Like this happens to be the situation, but if you look Mm -hmm. deeper into it, rather than just being totally naive and ignorant to the situation, Ross is literally the only one in the league who could have made that trade for me, which benefited us both. So that was my big thing was just like, everyone's acting like this is some like collusion thing where this is the only possible person that could do that. 
Yeah, I mean, if look looking in through a cynic's eyes or somebody that it directly affects, you're going to you know view it as as collusory, right? I mean, because it absolutely can be spun that way. Um, I think you guys clarifying the reason for it, I think, makes a little bit more sense, makes everybody feel a little bit better about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's have the stones, put them on the waiver wire, and then spend your money and get them back. Take your medicine. Like that's why it's there. In in my opinion, too. Um, if if we were to to go this route to outlaw this, I mean, that's one of the reasons it's there. But since it's not outlawed, like I said, I think, and to your point, Sam just did it last week. There was no, it was was who was it? Sam and Ross did it, oh, or it was, yeah, it was it was Claypool. I forget who it was. It was Sam and somebody, but it was Claypool for a defense. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a weird thing like that. Um and or it was Dakota. But um regardless, doesn't matter. Uh it was because it was you and it was because it was JT. And JT normally doesn't like participate a whole lot in the group me. And then like this was he you can tell that he felt very strongly about this. Um but Bro, he backed J- off and Good. And this man did JT comes up with some shit in his trades. I'll try and make a trade with JT and there's a fucking no tank clause of this clause of that clause. If a dude stubs his toe for a week, it's a trade back. It's like the most insane shit I've ever seen. So for this dude to even complain a little bit when he's the one who won, started the one week trade, just absolutely blasphemous to me. In my opinion, if you're doing a one, no matter what game it's affecting, if you're doing a one week trade, because JT's argument was, I only do it in the game. Like still he's saying like looking at it as Ross from Ross's perspective of saying, Oh, yeah. when it's not even that, but he's saying like, Oh, I need him to lose. So he gets last when that wasn't even the case, but no matter who's doing a one way trade, it's fucking somebody mm-hmm. like, that's it true. doesn't matter if it's that like somebody is getting screwed no matter what the situation is. And that's why I think it's stupid. And I think it takes away a lot of opportunity in the league for somebody like me who just stacked up on running backs, there's no running backs on the waiver to have to drop somebody and give somebody else a chance. And I think that makes it way more competitive and way more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think even though I just did it, I'm obviously going to do it because other people are, and I'm not just going to give up first place if people are doing that. Uh, but mm-hmm. how do we get rid of that? Then there's been some chats of saying, Hey, there has to be uh, five weeks until you can trade the players back. And like Preston's big thing is, yeah, you can't really argue somebody from, um, are you like, you can't stop them from doing it like behind closed doors or something the way he, mm-hmm. the way he said it. Uh, but how do we stop that? And is it worth stopping or cause then in this situation, I do look back at Vince's scenario and it's like, do we make it the wild, wild West and totally like, because I do think there is getting to a point where every trade it's like, is that going to get vetoed? And it's like, I also don't think that makes much sense to all of a sudden just give Chip the power. Like me and Sam's trade, people lost it at first. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, sorry, that was long-winded, but kind of what do you think on the situation? How do we stop it? Or do you think, should we just go wild, wild west where literally anything goes? It's tough. Um, I think we need some sort of structure around it, which I think we kind of brought this up at the draft party too, where there should always be a way for like the league to basically petition that something's like grossly wrong. Like, I think this is, this is a perfect scenario. I think we're kind of torn on like this week, for example, like there's some people that feel very strongly that, I mean, like 
Ross would be getting way more value out of this going forward, or it's you know the back scratching thing. I think this could go a lot of ways, and I think if it become if it becomes a hot enough topic, I think if you have if JT feels very strongly that this should be illegal, he needs to say, I want to put this to a vote. Somebody needs to second it to say that, yes, this should go to like a midseason vote on if this trade should be vetoed or not, and then let people vote on it. I mean, everybody is very engaged in the league. I don't think it, we'd have to like go track down people, but I mean, make it a democracy. If you're mad about Chip, you know, using tyrannical power, little brothers, then like, let's figure out a, a way around this and, and get everybody to have, have their opinions said. I will say the only issue with that is if it's already happened, because this is where I would get butthurt, and is uh, like if Sam had already done his trade and was able to do it, and then all of a sudden there was a vote on my trade where it's literally the exact same thing. Um, when given, I mean, which everybody would have to listen to the arguments, but literally given the fact that Ross is the only person I yeah. could have done that with, and that got vetoed, then I would be hurt. And there are some chats of saying, obviously from the Little Brothers, Vince came out and was like, this is the exact same thing. I don't think it's the exact same thing at all. I think it's, I mean, we're talking about, like I said before, Trevor Lawrence and Patrick Fryermuth in a week and a hurt tight end Mm -hmm. in a week compared to saying, here's my first three rounds for your last and we'll do it vice versa next year. So I do think it is an entirely different situation. Um, It did make me think, should we do wild West and just see what that makes this, like what the strategy goes to then or, or how, how it'll all play out. I'm more so with that, um, which is a little odd coming from somebody, like you said, who's a rule follower. Um, I'm more so going to do the the right thing most of the time. Um, but if you want to do something like this, like I don't personally see a problem with it. I mean, it's it, that's why I think we have due process at the end of the year where we'll figure out if you feel that strongly about it, let's get a rule, we'll vote on it, and we'll go from there. But in the meantime, yeah, freedom. Yeah, I uh, I could go. I'm really torn on it too. I think that I do think it is stupid, mm-hmm. and it's like stupid. I do think it would make the league more competitive, like the betterment of the league. I think mm-hmm. if we didn't do the back scratching thing, um, so I would vote if we could find a way to stop that. Which I really don't think it would be that hard if you do a five week trial. I mean, everybody's. Yeah, pretty invested, especially uh, now with the way we have everything set up. It'd be easy to see the trades. Um, mm-hmm. If you do like a five week trade back thing, or I don't know how we would do it, but I would vote against it because I do think it's stupid, even though I just did it. Yeah, I, five weeks might not be a bad idea because, you know, then the trade deadline comes into play. You got to do these kind of back scratch things kind of in the middle or like the early yeah. bye weeks to try to get through. Um Otherwise, you're stuck with whoever you, you got through the deadline, and then and then if it was like a trade, but then we're getting into like the nitty gritty of shit. Where if we had a rule where it's like five or six weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. but then there was an additional trade that. Um, but how often are people really getting traded back? Like if you trade a guy away, how often are you trading him back to the exact same person? Really, not that much. So I don't no. think we'd run into an issue of like it actually being a fair trade, mm-hmm. and them wanting to trade it back. Um, but I don't know. Things to think about. Um, yeah. And we'll see where it goes. Um, what else happened? Loaning players. There are a couple other big trades. Um, 
We talked about Brody yeah. stacking his team up. He, Trey Ross, he got, what did he give up? A first round for Eckler? It's like, Brody, your team's stacked. Why are you giving your first round up? Yeah, that was the kind of thing that I I, I actually had Brody on the on Biggest Loser this week, partially because of that as well. Yeah, he gave up Zeke Burrow and a first and eighth for Aaron Rodgers, Austin Eckler, and then a 13th and 14th. So, Which is so crazy. Just for Eckler, basically, because Burrow's been better than Rodgers has. <laughs> and yeah, he gave up a first-round pick to upgrade from Zeke to Eckler. And yeah, now his team is just like, his stupid period. I can't click on his team name. God, I hate this. I hate it so much. He wants Brody, on the trophy. For the record, it's, I know it's it makes sense. But yeah, I mean his his team's stacked. But yeah, one bad week or one bad management move, which I can I can count on from the woe. So. We'll be fine. Yeah, and, I mean, and he's talking a lot of shit. There's been a lot of people stepping up talking shit in the past few weeks. Chippy came mm-hmm. up. He's talking shit. You'll always jump in. Um, I feel like you deep down respect some of the things I say, so I love that. I think you're a, a reasonable in the shit talk realm. You'll come in with some shit talk. Yeah, Mason has come in hot with the shit talk. To me specifically, he'll only talk shit to me. I don't think he talks shit to anybody yeah. else. Um, love it. Love the energy. Uh, but my biggest argument with shit talk this and every week is most things I say, probably 99.9, I'll throw in something here and there, uh, really have clout behind it and things to back it up where right now, I mean, the big shit talk thing of the league is I fumbled my draft. Um, Mm -hmm. that's what people like to say. I'm in first third points, your opinion of somebody who's usually very in the middle on things and very reasonable, um, what are your thoughts? I have to hear it. So a couple things. You make a really good point. I agree with you more often than not in that like when you're when you're talking shit, you have reasons to most of the time. I wouldn't say ninety nine point nine percent of the time. I say it's more eighty. Like more <laughs> overwhelmingly you have some reason to back up the shit talk that you're talking. Um, but yeah, some people come in hot with just like completely unfounded claims or things that are just not true. Um, so unfounded. I, I do like the energy of, of, you know, trying to talk some shit, but you gotta be able to back yourself up, um, for everybody else. that's kind of, it's more new to this. So yeah, that's why I'm, I'm quiet. And then I'll pop in with, with something every once in a while. But the other thing on, on if you fumbled your draft or not, I think the initial reaction on draft day was what the hell is this man doing? I, I think Najee two over, was it two overall, right? I um, did trade up for Najee. You traded up for Najee. Like looking at the face of it, your and Waddle as your keeper was huge. Honestly, having Javante Williams for the first part of the season was also huge. Um, I mean, what but, can I do about an RB1 blowing his knee out? Like, we have yeah. to remember, like, that happened. And people can say all they want about Ojevon. Like, he had some good weeks for me. So, like, just to say, and it was early in the season, to just say he would be a bust, those are the things that you can't argue. Yeah. To, to say that you fumbled your draft, I think, is is a stretch. I think the more of the argument was the number of overall picks that you had. I... I think where you fumbled was at wide receiver. If if you fumbled at all, it was at wide receiver because you didn't take 
Um, like, who'd you pass up on? You didn't take Tyreek, which you could but have I at have 14. Waddle as my keeper, which I guess I could have traded him, but my thought process is I don't want two Miami receivers. Tyreek is fantasy god. Just that, that stat that I put in the chat, the other, he, if you have Tyreek on your team, you finish either first or fourth in the league. Since Tyreek has been in the league, our teams, you're either the champion or you get to the semifinals if Tyreek's on your team. Which is fair. And so one, having two Dolphins, this is my thought process, which I'm yeah. still not really sad about that because a lot of the times you're not going to um, take two receivers on the same team. I mean, they are both studs. I could have flipped one. Who knows what I got, would have got for it. Yeah. Um, but also I didn't like him with Tua as the quarterback. Tua started off the year hot. There was an insane stat that was like, Two was last in the league of passes over like 10 yards or something mm-hmm. like just absolutely miserable. So honestly, maybe sure. I did. I think if you're going to say I fumbled anything, um, I was high on Allen Robinson. That dude was on my Super yeah. Bowl team, had a good year with the bears. Um, and honestly, I yeah. thought he was going to have a great year. Still love my T Higgins pick. Not sad about that at all. Oh, dude gets I had T Higgins last started. year. He's awesome. I um, like T Higgins. And then, like, so I picked up Javante Williams. I mean, they're really, like, who has gone off this year? So I could have picked up Michael Pittman Jr., no thanks. Keenan Allen, how's he done this year? Uh, he's been hurt. He got hurt week uh, one. Yeah, he's so I could have gotten – so after my Javante Williams, that's a big one everyone likes to talk about. I could have got Debo, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., Keenan Allen, McLaurin, ETN, AJ Brown. Um, and then I picked Josh Allen. The Josh Allen was good. I mean, he's uh, he's head and shoulders above everybody else in the league um, as far as like quarterbacks go. So that was a strong pick. But then it was the the again weird with Damian Harris and Antonio Gibson, which are, are two guys that you know. Bro, here's know the thing with Damian everybody's Harris, a committee. Though. Everybody's a committee. I get that. No one. Everybody's a committee. Two. The funniest thing about Damian Harris is, is I had Damian Harris last year and he went off and then I traded him to chip and he went off even more. Uh, mm-hmm. He's had a good year this year for the most part. And all the people who hate on me or want to talk shit about Damian Harris, literally, do you know how many people have hit me up for trades about Damian Harris? Like, So <laughs> well, the fact that people are even trying to hate on Damian Harris, it's like, see you later, dude. I can't even take this serious. And then mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson, uh, obviously homeboy who got shot is back. But uh at the end of the day, they're literally after last game, Antonio Gibson's uh, for the year, his yards per carry are way higher. Uh, and the coaching staff is saying they want to get him back in the mix. So like a lot of these things are still, um, we'll see how they play out. The yeah. sad thing is if I don't win the Super Bowl, uh, then it's everyone's going to say, oh, you fumbled your draft, you fumbled your draft. But at this point, I'm in first place and third in points. Yeah, Can you like- say I fumbled my draft? The argument is that you should be the same or slightly worse than Brody because Brody and you had very similar pick spreads, I guess, like for the start of this year that we both thought you'd have just absolutely killer teams. And like, I think you're right where you're supposed to be. Bro, Brody so I, I would not say that you fumbled your draft. Three picks away. Mm-hmm. He's trade. He's traded how many picks? Like at the same time, like you can make that comparison. But this man has traded picks one, two, and three. Granted, I traded for Justin Jefferson, but I got rid of yeah. Allen Robinson. Thankfully, um, it's not sad about that. Um, but this man has given his whole all of his picks away. So yeah, he does have 
an insane um an insane team but at the same time the dude's gonna be non-existent he's literally gonna mm-hmm. be running the beer mile again uh where i'm still gonna be competitive so yep. did i hit every pick maybe not did i fumble my draft i don't think you can say that if i'm in first place and third in points I would agree, and that's that's the uh, that's going to be the argument that you're going to be able to have the rest of the year if you if you can keep this up. Um, so, good on you for defending yourself on that. Then, which these motherfuckers too. You'll, I love how hurt. Uh, see the the problem with me in fantasy is it's either boom or bust. If I don't win the Super Bowl, it's the one time everybody gets to talk shit. Um, mm-hmm. So I really hope I do. So these people can't speak. Um, but. Let's look also, at just talk. Whoa, one more thing on on you fumbling your draft. The main person, the main, I guess, two people that are talking about you fumbling the draft. I would say one is Chip and two is Mason. Mason has now oh, lost horrible. four in a row. Dude, he's horrible. And like the thing is, is he, and that's the thing he likes to talk about is championships and two, which I get. It. I'm a huge fan of championships, but I also, I mean, this man has multiple last place on his resume. If he does like, his team is horrible. Chip sucks. Buns, onions, call it what you want. Both of you, you're in the shadow realm. You belong in the shadow realm. Talk to yourself. Uh, the suck asses. Just suck the asses. Suck asses. <laughs> I can't. I I can't, and I won't put Mason in the suck asses group because no. the man does have two rings. But I do think uh, he's kind of an, an anomaly. We've talked about it in the past. I'll never get a last place ever. Um, this man yeah. has multiple. I think. I think it's tough. Uh, I do think it's tough on your resume um, to have a last place. I really do. I would be mortified if I had. I would be absolutely shook if I had a last place on my resume. Yeah. That means literally every single person in the league was better than you. Tank or not, literally every single. You are the absolute worst of all time. You're on the, like Mason is actually on the Rushmore of like losers. <laughs> He's on the Rushmore of losers. Like, I guess who would be the Rushmore of losers? Brody, Vince. Oh, this is so easy. Brody, Vince. I uh, maybe I'm exaggerating. Mason does have two rings. I'll I'll stand yeah. by that. But like, it's just it doesn't look as good as it could. Is I guess my main point. Um, it's Mount true. Rushmore of losers. Definitely Brody. Definitely Vince. Um, who else do we have? Preston for sure. Yeah, probably Preston. And probably, who would suck more I mean, out of Dakota and uh, Big Sexy? Because they're both kind of in the same position where they're just god awful. But they Dakota each have had a one run. good year. Dakota had one good year. I think it's Dakota, dude. And it took Peyton Manning throwing for fucking three million touchdowns. Like yeah. Peyton Manning literally had four touchdowns a game that year. I mean, look at the power rankings. If we look at power rankings, it's Brody, Vince, Ross, Dakota. I'm eighth. So. I'm almost there, but I have two rings. So, uh, yeah, you do have two rings too. Hmm. But also, one's the first year. It's like, did you even have pubes yet when you we were had, in that fucking had, ring? I don't think so. We had two <laughs> defensive players in the league that year too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, dude, I, I looked at my team the other day, and like, I don't understand. I won the league with 117 points to 69 points. No way. And I was eight and six. And you just came I, in with the dumb? I won the league with Philip Rivers, Antonio Bryant, Bernard Berrien, who scored negative 0.1 points. Oh, no. 
and we had two defensive players in the league that year. And when did we get two rid defensive, of that? Two defensive players and two defenses. How are oh, our actual teams defensive not players? Yes. So when like I had, was I in this league when because I was just that I think it was just year, that first year. It was just the first year that we had them. Let's bring the defensive yeah. players back. Like, looking at the projected points, like, people were projected to score four points in a game. I don't think we were PPR either. Like, they were, were we just had some weird stuff. Yeah. No, that's like, what I'm saying. Take those early rings and shove them literally up your ass. You guys all fucking stink, dude. Stink. Mace, this one. This is bad. Turn this on loud, Mason. Turn this on loud because I have a person who's always in the middle. You stink, dude. That first ring is nothing. And the second one you had to tank for literally got last place. Pathetic. Um, see, when you bring things to light, it's insane. Uh, but let's dive into. Do you have the week six bets? I don't know where Preston put them. Who's much? Uh, last week's bet. Yeah, last week's bets. The boys have not been hot. The boys have definitely not been hot. But yes, I've got the bets in front of me. Shout them out for the people who hit, who didn't. Do you have the picks? I've got the picks if you've got whether they hit or not. Let me find where we're at. So I, I know the first one. Preston took Packers money line at minus 345, and they stink. The Packers are awful. And as I said, whoever takes the Packers next is getting kicked in the nuts. And I think Drew did it. So <laughs> Drew, next time I see you, buddy, guess what? Because you're going to mush this week too. No, um, he's not going to mush. Wait, no, it's bad juju. Sorry. We need. We just, that's, this is the one thing that's supposed to be no shit talk. Bring us together. Come on. <laughs> you're going to mush again. My money's going down the drain, bitch. <laughs> Every every week I uh, send money to Vince, I'll say the weekly retirement contribution because one of these weeks we're going to hit and it's going to be nice. Bro, it would be um, so electric if we hit. Anyways. It would. Um, other week six bets, I had Sam. He had Ravens money line. Did he, did he, lost. he hit? I think they lost. Yeah, which was he. Uh, that's his first loss on the season. Sam, Sam has been just the absolute catalyst for the boys. Giving mm-hmm. us wins the entire year takes his first L. It's going to happen. Still believe in you, Sammy boy. I do too. Um, next, Mason took Saquon over 27 and a half receiving yards. I think that was, a, that was an L too. Drew took Colts minus two. Big dub. Yeah, Drew got the dub. Uh, I took Bengals money line, which I was sweating for a while. Um, and they ended up winning. So that gets me to, I think, five bets in a row that I've won. So, Dude, you have won five. So you're tied with Sam with the... Most in the league, most hits yep. in the league. You lost mm-hmm. your week one, and then you've been riding ever since. Turn it into the new catalyst. Come on. Yep. Let's go. Keep it running. Uh, next, we had Vince, who took the uh, Bengals Saints over 42 and a half. Vinny has Which... been a notorious mush in the league, uh, but he got the W. Out of boy, Vin. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, then you took Pickens over 45 and a half reception yards, and that was a mush. And I am with Vince, with one of the biggest loser mushes in the whole league, bro. I took the safest bet ever this week. Who are the Bucks playing? I forget my bet. <laughs> I don't remember. I think I took Bucks money line. I'm like, they got their ass whipped by the Steelers. Like, no. 
Um, but yeah, I, I do think that uh, Kenny Pickett getting hurt in the start of the third quarter was huge on my bet because he loves Pickens, loves him, and Trubisky looks at him zero. Um, That's true. So as soon as Kenny Pickett went out, I literally said, fuck, I'm not going to hit, and then I didn't. And he ended up yeah. with like 27 yards. That was rough. Um, next, Brody took Falcons plus five and a half. Didn't even need the points, I'm pretty sure. Falcons mm-hmm. blew him out. Um, JT took a Nick Chubb t- touchdown, which uh, I think we've had that just for, forever, which is not a bad bet, honestly. I mean, the man scored like eight or nine touchdowns already this season. Um, Ross yeah, took Chiefs zero, plus three. And Chiefs plus that, three was Ross. That was a L. Uh, Dakota took Kelsey over 77 and a half reception yards. And he got the dub. He did. Wow. Okay. Nice. Yeah, you got the dub. And then Chip took Kyler Murray over 257 and a half pass yards. Which that was also a mush, Loss. wasn't it? Actually, yeah. Chip is just the fucking absolute worst, dude. This man has Chip hit has one got time. got one bet, right? Bro, what? So yeah, not Chip. only do you suck at fantasy football scoring 91 <laughs> points, you literally can't even pick a right game one time you can? He's been taking Saints money line, which is not not great. Most of the time. do we ever hit? Do we? I think so. I say I yes. think one week. We will. Oh come on! I say I say I think we're gonna hit. I think um, it'll be electric, and I really hope. But here's the question: because only a certain amount of people throw in the the regulars yeah. are me, you, Vince, uh, Mason, Preston, Mason. Yeah. Sam does it on his own, apparently. Yeah, Sam does it on his own. And if we told him that we were putting it towards a fucking draft party, he would literally die. Um, But here's the thing, because some of the talk initially, it was like, hey, everybody throw $5 in. And I totally understand. Um, Like, if you don't want to do that, no one's going to. Yeah, I don't think everyone should be forced to it. We're degenerates. We like just we like to sports bet. But here's the thing. Say we come out with a, what were the odds last time? We're like on the verge of winning like 20 plus K. If we hit this. Plus 25,000 odds. (laughs) So the thing is, if we hit this, are we taking, are we hooking the boys up at the draft party? Am I like, like, how's this going to happen? Like, are we just going to do bottle service, kick them out? Like, how does this work? (laughs) Yeah, well, they're the new suck asses. They just get, they have to go to McDonald's and we'll go out. No, I would just who's not part of it. Whoever doesn't, I would just like make them pour my drinks or something. They'd have oh, to that'd be fine. We have to have them with us, yeah. But they're not drinking for free. So, with that being said, we sucked last week. We need we to figure suck. it out. We only got five right out of twelve. We only got five tough. right. What do you have the bets right now? The week seven bets. Yeah, I did not come prepared with the bets. Yeah, I can get them real quick. Yeah, got them. Yeah. So this week we've got Vince Titans minus two and a half, which I think that's a pretty good bet. Who are they playing this week? I have no idea, to be completely honest. I don't remember either. Um, but I think it, Titans have been pretty strong, all things considered. So I think that's good. You you got Bucks money line at minus five hundred. Bro, my <laughs> so, odds are so bad in this league that I was like, give me. $20 on the fake money sheet. Just let me get $20 higher and I'll be happy because I have got to get out of mush for the boys. I have to yeah. get out of mush. Thank you. And the Titans are playing the Colts this week. So that's not, that's not a terrible bet. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, Drew took Packers money line, uh, Packers against Commanders, which uh, always a good idea to bet against Carson Wentz. Um, I took Giants plus three. The Giants are five and one, and they're playing the which Jags. So, and they're not favored. So I was, I'm taking the points. I want to take money line, but I'm soft, so I took the points. Dude, um, I saw, I saw some insane Giants stat about their receivers. It was like. One of the most absurd things I've ever seen. Um, I'm seeing if I can find it real quick without too much time. But it was like Giants receivers are literally. Oh, hold on. They're bad. The Giants, like their leading receiver has 189 yards in six yeah, games. Yeah, like it was something about their receivers like and where they rank in the league. And I was just like, holy shit. Um, yeah. But shout out to the Giants. I mean, winning games, yeah. they're basically Dakota. They're literally the Dakota. Dakota they're, they're, is they're the Giants yeah. right now. That is true. And the Jets are also good. Like, it's just it's blowing my mind. Um, but we'll get to that here in a minute. So, Ross, Bengals, minus six. Um, Bengals have the Falcons this week. So, I think that's a pretty good mm-hmm. bet. I think the Bengals are strong. Kind but the Falcons have been hanging in there. Yeah. But I, but I think it's a... Yep, pretty good bet. JT took Ravens money line. Uh, and Ravens have the Browns this week, so it's a little bit of an emotional hedge there for, for JT. Game so, finally went against Chubb and went against the boys. I respect it. He did, and he's going going money line, so not a player prop too, which is good. Um, Preston took Raiders money line. Uh, Raiders have the Texans, so like again, it's a pretty safe bet. Texans are 1-3-1, and, and the Raiders are 1-4, and four, but they feel better than that. So um, Jeez, I like one that one. Four. Yeah. That's tough. They're due for a win. They are. They are. Uh, Brody taking the Jets plus two and a half against the Broncos, who suck. Yeah, the, the Broncos, Broncos are so bad. Um, Broncos but, stink. Doesn't look good. They have yeah. Dante Williams. Man's would have literally had such a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> now he the second rounder blew their knee out. It's insane. Yep. Um, Mason, Chiefs minus three against the Niners. Um, that's a good pick, especially, yeah. Yeah, that is a good pick. Uh, Sam took Chargers money line. Chargers have the Seahawks, so that should, that would be a game I would take the over in, for sure. Oh, which Chip did. Chip took the, uh, Chargers Seahawks over 51. So, um, cool. We got some little synergy there for the boys cheering for points, cheering for the Chargers. I like that. Cheering Uh, for all the hits. And then... If everything else hits up to that point, it could all come down to Patriots money line. Dakota took Patriots on Monday Night Football over the Bears. So <laughs> could you imagine? So here's the thing, too. So here's the question. One, we need to discuss this, and this actually does need to be a discussion. So if we are at, say this all played out, we're it's eleven for eleven. If we're 11 for 11, it comes down to Monday Night Football, and it's Dakota's pick. All the boys throw in five or whatever. Vince is the one handling it. You know somebody's going to be like, cash out. I don't know what I would choose. I could go either way. I like to let it ride. But how do we determine if we cash out or not? Say we have 30K on the line, and we could take half of that with Dakota's left. Do we cash out, or do we? We vote. We got to vote. Now, does that have to be majority? Does it have to be, like, unanimous? Like, how, what? How does that work? I don't know, man. This is tough. It, um, it is. This is why I always, so candidly, I always put five on my own too, so that I can decide what I want to do yeah, if I want to ride or not. Yeah. Um, 
I would I would say we should vote on it and I don't know. Hell. It's uh That would be so funny, dude. I actually hope that this happens. I'm like because that would be the funniest group me would. slash Discord whatever we're on. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we probably should discuss that because I do think we're going to hit. Um, yeah, which by the way, the <laughs> official wager is in. It uh, was we got eight of us riding, so forty dollar bet to win ninety five hundred. So let's go. A test. So the odds actually went down a little bit. Hey, from uh, the yeah. last one. Well, the last the, one was odds huge. were odds are plus twenty three thousand something. So okay, yeah. Safer this time. Nice little... No player props this time. We just did all team yeah. stuff. So we got the week seven bets. Let's talk week seven matchups. Um, so we got me versus JT, Brody versus Chip, Sam versus Mason. Uh, you are taking on that's a big game. You and yeah. Dakota. Um or did I say Sam? It was actually Ross Mason, Sam Preston, mm-hmm. and then Vince and Drew. What do we? What do we have to look forward for Week Seven? Who's your biggest matchups? Um, what should we be watching? Man, I hate to sound uh, a little conceited here, but I think the the game of the week is me and me and Dakota. I mean, this is my chance to prove that Dakota is full of shit. Um, and this team is, is not good. The problem is I'm going to be the first person playing against him. Now that he has Debo, uh, Dalvin cooks, luckily on bye. Otherwise I would have, might've been crushed this week. Um, but I think game of the week is probably me and Dakota. I mean, this is a divisional rivalry. This is a way for, for me to jump up to, uh, to be, uh, number one in the league. No, you would have to lose twice. So I'm still never. I'm not going to be number one because I still have three losses. Um, be two or three though. But I would be the division leader, and that would be that would feel good. Uh, I, f- I would feel that I deserve that. Uh, I think that's going to be a good game. I also think the um, the Preston and Sam matchup is going to be good. Those two, their spread differential is only three and a half points, so I think that could be a really close game as well. Um, Sam Loki has a wagon too. Yeah, he he's does. on the wagon squads. He's like up there he, in points. I think he's fourth. He traded away uh, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson, Dude, what an animal! So good. Yeah. <laughs> and he got picks. I mean, he's still lagging. He uh, he's having a good year. But the crazy yeah. thing is, is I mean, he's not projected. He's only really projected too high. Uh, Brody. <laughs> the fact that Brody doesn't have cup and he's projected one forty-seven, and the players on his bench is just so absurd. Um, he does have four questionable players, though. I don't I haven't like looked into each of them, but. It's if Swift comes back this week, if Keenan Allen comes back this week, um, yeah. he would have those guys. But we'll see. I agree for the most part. I think, yeah, you and Dakota have a huge game. Um, Brody's going to scrape chip. Uh, Preston. Damn, Preston's right on the – is he in eighth now? Yeah. So he's like barely in the playoffs. Still mm-hmm. a long way to go. But uh, an L wouldn't be too good for him. Um, Drew's just a suck ass now. I am full. I mean, I'm not saying this because I'm full of myself, although hell no, I am. I think, uh, me and JT's matchup is huge. Not because it's me. Uh, I think, well, it is because if I lose, then somebody else takes the first place. I have a ton of people on by. So JT actually does have a chance for his first win. Um, Mm -hmm. JT getting his first win would then affect the beer mile a little bit. Uh, it would. If it would Ross make it a, loses it would make again, it if Ross loses again this week, 
to Mason, who desperately needs a win. As I said earlier, he's lost four in a row, so he's two and four now. Um, if he beats Ross, and then they both go to one and six, uh, Josh obviously has way fewer. JT has way fewer points than Ross, um, but that could that could make things interesting. Another fluke week or two, and we could have a we have a barn burner on our hands going into the playoffs. Which would be absolutely electric. Um, it would. So yeah, I do think um, that game. If I were to lose, which I have a, I mean, a good chance. I'm projected 111 points with my lineup right now. Uh, Josh Allen is out. I have. I'm not even going to start a defense because I'm not dropping anybody. So I'm yeah, I was playing what, so without a defense. What the hell are you doing? Not dropping any of your players. Like I don't know what you're doing, bro. Why would I? Drop Latavius Murray. No, dude. He literally proved to be the running the RB1, dude. Melvin Gordon sucks. He's gonna be there talking about him being the RB1 in Denver. The, the, didn't the Broncos coach come out and say Melvin Gordon's their guy? They've got Boone too. Did he recently say that? Because last I saw it was like Latavius Murray's our guy. Let's look it up. Yeah, JT has Melvin Gordon. Octavius Bron- Murray, yesterday Monday at 11.40. Broncos coach Nathaniel Hackett said Garden remains the team's starting running back. So we'll see. I mean, how many touches I mean, like, is I'm he going to get? We'll see I'm not like, tell how you the touches do. go. If you, don't wanna, if you want to flex and not start a def- defense, not a bad move because I had a week earlier this week, the, or earlier this season, my defense got me negative five points. So not always the best move to start a defense. Yeah, we'll see. I mean... I'm just taking a look. There's nobody that I like want to drop. Um, but we'll see. I'll be I'll be curious because um, yeah. I'll be curious to see if Latavius Murray out gets more touches than Mom Gordon because the start is like I mean yeah the start's cool but doesn't matter yeah yeah it doesn't really matter especially it's all about in that touches. situation and they and they already pissed off Melvin Gordon with the whole Javante Williams shit so it could mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, I think those yeah, are big matchups. Dude, um, just Vincent, Vincent Wysong just having a good old fashioned suck off. They're both <laughs> neither. Drew is projected a hundred, and Vince projected ninety four, and they don't have like anything better on either of their benches. Like that's the best their team's gonna get. God, Drew does have zero from his quarterback. I wonder if he's just gonna keep. Oh. it. he's calling it a wash. No, he'll he'll get somebody. Get you no Smith. Get you no Smith. (laughs) Yeah, so honestly, this is kind of eventful. Hopefully something plays out. We haven't seen a reap in a minute. I hope a reap comes along. Um, Yeah, it's been been pretty much decided after really the Sunday afternoon games. Like Sunday night hasn't even really been that exciting. Yeah, like the last two weeks we haven't had anything. Mason had the chance to do it. I actually wasn't scared, I promise. Um, And Drew had the chance to do it on Sunday night and didn't do it. And then Ross had a chance Monday. Well, actually, we had a little bit of a scare. That's a total lie with uh, yeah. Eckler. Yep. And then it true. went into overtime. That was actually true. Yeah, because Eckler, Sam was a little. It was never like, I feel like it. both offenses looked so bad. Like the fantasy score was closer than like how close it act. Mm-hmm. Like it actually was because the offenses were just so bad. I just knew that he wasn't going to score in overtime by looking at both of them. It was just like, there's absolutely no chance. Um mm-hmm. But that would have been a good one. They had a, a, a chance where Eckler had like he 
had three little dump off passes all in a row uh, in the fourth quarter where like Eckler was just like uh, he went from I think like 13 points to 19 in a possession and then had a few more after that like that's when I think Sam started to get scared because um, yeah. his his percentage went from like Ross's percentage went from I think three percent chance of winning to like up to like 45 pretty quick. And I was like, okay, this is now, this is a, this is a coin toss to see uh, how overtime goes. But uh, one touchdown would have changed it. So one last question for you. Yeah. This was a long one. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, One more question for you coming from somebody who's often in the middle. Does Preston suck at fantasy football? (laughs) I think you cannot objectively say that Preston sucks at fantasy football. I think it is unfair to say that he's bad. I think he is a loser, though. I I, I will say that. There's a difference between being a bad manager and a a good manager. I think he's a good manager, but he's a a loser. I mean, if you don't win, you're a loser. No championships. Loser. Drew. You heard it here, people. Preston. Drew. Brody, Vince, Dakota, I'll throw you in there too because you had Peyton Manning when he was throwing four or five <laughs> touchdowns a game and I have no respect for you. Suck asses. Mount Rushmore, suck ass Hall of Fame. You're there, you always be there. Thanks for joining this week's episode of the Peanut Butter League. Kyle, do you have anything? Peanut Butter Boy himself for the people before we go. It's just uh, a pleasure to be a part of the greatest league in in the world. It's it's amazing. I'm so happy that uh, that we're all here, that we're all doing this, that it's gotten as serious as it's been. And I'm so excited to hate whoever I play every week until the week's over and then love them again. It's awesome. It's great stuff. That was well said. We all love each other, but fuck you all. Bye.